And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation I'm hoping helps your business grow. If you're listening to this episode and you did not listen to our prior episode about about validating your app idea, uh, go back and listen to that one before you do this one. It should appear right in the feed before this episode, because we are going to talk about testing your prototype today and how you get some of that stuff moving and going. Now, before I reintroduce my guest for part two, today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult, Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Go to Fullscale.io to learn more. Look, it only takes a couple minutes when you go to Fullscale.io. Go to that Get Started page, two minutes worth of questions, and we're going to match you up with people that can hopefully help you with what you need. Now, speaking of helping you with what you need, back for part two, I've got John Rake. And John is the founder and a founder and author. He's the founder of GorillaBot Labs. Go to GorillaBotLabs.com. And he's also author of a couple different eBooks. You can find the link in the show notes to that. So John's there to help you get ready to do a whole lot of stuff, which we talked about in part one. We're going to talk more about it in part two, straight out of our Kansas City, Kansas Startup Hustle studio live and in the flesh. John, welcome back for part two. Hey, man. Good to be back. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to ask you what your backstory is because I want people to go to part one. Yeah, if you want that. that, part one, man. Part one, well, I think one of the things that we talked about building the prototype, now we're going to talk about testing the prototype, but mm-hmm. much like you should in any process, go back and listen to the first part of this two-part series. Go back, do it a couple times, slow it down, do take first, notes. And then second. Yeah. Not second. First. Number one, then number two. I think our rule was, and that's a good rule in the bathroom too. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, yeah, it depends. I teach my Urgency, yeah, but yeah, it depends. It depends. Um, I and I digress. So you know, John, you're a consultant, an author, a developer. I am. Um, you mentioned in part one you had experience with one of my favorite startup hustle guests and supporters of all time, Sandy Kemper from C two FO. Sandy's like magical. There's not a, no offense to all of my guests, but I don't always come out of the studio going, man, I got to study harder before that person's back on. Gave me a Christmas card riding on a horse. Did <laughs> Beat that. Yeah. Like you rode the horse? No, he rode the horse and he gave it to everyone in the company. The horse or the Christmas card? Uh, the Christmas card. Okay. Yeah. They, I was wondering how you split up the horse if that was the case. Complicated. So Yeah. I mean, that is complicated. So in part one of our series, uh, and the reason we're creating this series is one, John wrote a great ebook. There's a link to that if you want to figure it out. But I was excited. Like I immediately, he shared that with me several months ago and I immediately replied. I was like, dude, this is tailor-made for Startup Hustle, right? Like I said, we got a couple parts here. You laid this out. Thank you for doing that. I have a strong appreciation for people that put out stuff 
with value in mind. And that's yep. like, what's the value that you're, uh, that you're creating with and, and what you do at Gorilla Bot Labs? Sorry, was that a question? I well, thought, yeah, yeah oh. I'm giving you a chance. To, oh. yeah, where's your value? My value is all about helping early stage uh, startups, founders actually build products that people want and will scale later. So a lot of people want to just go hire any developer. It's not a great idea. You need to find the right developer. Yeah. And that we even mentioned in the first part, like I, I was excited to do this and we'll share these two episodes with a lot of people that reach out. They go to fullscale.io, they fill it out. They're like, I've got an app idea. I'm ready to hire a developer. Here's and my I'll, NDA. I'll tell, I actually had a guy yesterday, like before I got on the call, he said, are you willing to sign an NDA before we talk? And I said, nope. And he like, said, Don't I'm make curious, why not? I said, because I usually, I'm not in the habit of, of doing legal documents so I can talk to you. What do you want me to do? I yeah. work with like 20 people a day on this kind of stuff. Yeah, that would not be talk a, about I'd anything. I have, have a full-time attorney that would do that. But yeah, by the way, no one wants to steal your app idea. They don't have the passion that you have for Good. building it. So, all right. So, all right. So we built it. We, we've built this app this minimally lovable product, which prototype. is my prototype. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Thank Not you. code. Yeah, it is. So how do we test it? Like, like, what are we looking for? What, what steps do you need to take to start validating and testing? The first thing you need to do is find a few of the right people that are actually your customer. And we'll get into some of that later, but you need about five to test a prototype at any given time. You need to then interview these people. I suggest a framework we'll get into. It's about an hour. And then you need to go and reflect on those five interviews, find some patterns, see if it's trajectorily good. The trajection, I'm losing my words. Trajectorily good. Can we spell that? Ooh. No. No, I'm not even going to try. You're looking for patterns that move you in the right direction, and you're going to get 80% of probably what you want or don't want from just five people. So I refer to this as listening for the echo. Ooh, I like that. So the echo, and this was actually first taught to me by my uh, editor for my books. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Price, go to askabookeditor.com if you feel like writing a book, because Patrick's awesome. But uh, so a book editor, when you have an echo in writing, it'll be using the same kind of things. So it'd be like, mm-hmm. with that, I do that. I try to train myself not to and do you, that. And you what? You take that out of your writing? So you do, yeah, because you do it enough. You say it enough or you say the same thing over and over again. And with writing like a 300-page book, it's easy to – or creatures of habit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he would like, this is echoing. This is echoing. This is echoing. But I realized as an entrepreneur that good ones listen to the echo. And that's if So – you know, if someone, if you go to put your idea in front of five different people and four of them say the same stuff, you got an echo there. Yeah. Might be something to that. And that's what you need to pay attention to. Not the one-off comment. Oh, if this did this. Could you integrate that with Instagram? Yeah, um, yeah I could. I don't think that's worth it though. But why? But why? Yeah, And I think that's the key thing is when you get the feedback and the feedback is key. Now, the question is, is we mentioned finding five people. Let's talk about that. Uh, try to find five people that could be in the potential user group, mm-hmm. not just your mom. Uh, Unless she's going to be a user. I would say never friends and family. That's just a hard yeah. rule. Yep. And well, But why? The reason is because... I want to tell you yes. <laughs> if you want people to tell you yes and never give you hard feedback, 
talk to your family all day, every day. If you want someone who will actually crush your dreams a little bit and hurt your feelings, um, want that. and you do want that, have some thick skin, be prepared, but you need strangers who honestly don't care about you. And uh, one more little side tip, never tell them it's your business. It's your prototype. No one ever wants to hurt your baby. So you mentioned that they don't care about you, but I disagree with that because I think they do care about you if they're giving you honest, open feedback. So uh, that's you, a good way to look I'm, at it. I'm like a prime target for this question okay. like because of this show, because of all of it, I get this a lot. Hey, I'd like to talk to you about my idea, you know, mm-hmm. all that, which I'm really accommodating to do, yeah. you know, like, and now with that, there are things that I have, I have some rules with it. And one is it, you can't, it, you can't get upset with me if I don't tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. And two, I'm not going to argue about why you're right and I'm wrong after I tell you, give you my opinion. Yeah, don't get into that. Oh my God, it's terrible though. Like I have these two rules after a decade of doing this for a reason. And that's because yeah. people overwhelmingly, they like they get their feelings hurt. I'm also that guy that people call and this is what I get. Okay, I know you'll give me an honest opinion, but are you ready for it? Yeah, hopefully. It, it might not. No one wants to, no one wants to find out. They don't want to hear you say that baby's ugly. That's why I tell, like I've done these interviews for my own businesses in the past, starting things up. And I have a rule that says early in the interview, you can't hurt my feelings. We're not testing you. This is not my business. I'm working for another guy. It's a lie. If you're not comfortable with that, don't do it. But they, some of the best feedback I've ever gotten was people just looking at me and going, this thing's a joke. And I go, all right, don't build it. Yeah. Cool. I learned something. Yeah. And sometimes the most efficient path is to just not do anything at all. Yeah. That's actually like a real thing. And you look at any time, anytime you're trying to create efficiency uh, in a business, I, that's always the first question I ask is, do we even need to do this at all? Mm -hmm. And there's, that's a different, a slightly different topic, but yeah, get people's, uh, yeah. Another thing too, when it comes to ideas and validating it. So I'm going to use an example here. it's actually a family example. So my brother-in-law is a doctor mm-hmm. and he works for the CDC and was an ER doctor for a long time. And a lot of people show up, at the, this was happened like six or seven years ago. A lot of people show up. At the, so homeless people have an iPhone mm-hmm. apparently, but you know, people show up unconscious and the phone's locked. And he's like, if we, if I could just build a thing that would let a doctor unlock your phone and tell you like, cause doctors don't want to just give you medication because they don't know what you're allergic to a whole lot of other things. It's really dangerous. And I was like, Chris, this is a brilliant idea that would save a lot of money that you will never make a dollar out of. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, why not? Insurance companies would save X amount of money. I said, who do you know that runs Blue Cross Blue Shield? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no one. I said, okay, that could take you years to get to. I said, now these are very uh, data-driven people. Can you actually prove without a doubt that having this there? And I, another thing too, that's not an app. That's a mm-hmm. function of like iOS, it's like an actual yeah. operating system. So like, you know, so sometimes great ideas just aren't, they're, they're really useful on a world scale, but they're not going to monetize. There's no way Apple would ever approve that app. Yeah. yeah. Can I backdoor into a phone? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, well, I was just watching that. Have you seen the uh, super pumped? Mm, I've series? heard of it. Uh, it's on Showtime. It's like seven episodes. It's all about the story of Uber. Mm. Like, God damn it, Uber. Like, get out of my phone. Yeah. They were really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually like lied to Apple. They almost got thrown out of the app store, but at the time they were the most popular app ever. Mm-hmm. 
for Apple. So yeah, they, they did some shady stuff and that, and those days are past. You are done with that now. Okay. So when it comes to feedback, um, expect and hope it stings a little bit because maybe those are the, those are the points that you need to pay attention to. Yeah. I mean, you, you want, you, you don't want them to hedge their feedback. Like if it's bad feedback, just ask for honesty, get it transparent. If it's good, it's good. Like you, that's great. But like, you don't want someone to, who thinks it sucks to look at you and go, that's eh, all right. That's not good feedback. I didn't tell you anything that that's going to leave you undecided a week for later. I think a mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs and early stage people make is they try to chase all the feedback, which is to me a big, mm. I haven't thought about that. Well, oh, they the- get off on a tangent. It's like ADD and shiny things, you know, and like they hear one person like, Oh, that's a good idea. And then it ends up in the road. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you need, that's what we talked about the customer journey before. You need to be very clear on where you want and have an actual, put um, put a damn line in the sand and actually hold some ground on it. Well, be, be really, really good at one or two things. Yeah, if you like want. Ace is good. Yeah. Like in, like world-class good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, then, and then build the other shit. Yeah, you need an A-plus feature that actually gets something going. Because like, if you want the best hot dog, do you really care if they have like 100 different toppings if you just want a good hot dog? So you, said, like, no. you said the F word, feature, which Ooh. triggers... Uh, scared me for a second. It triggers... You can say the F word if you want. We literally, when we started this episode, because I curse like a sailor, just mm. blanket, uh, put an explicit on all of them. Oh, that's that's just more fun. What? It was that's another F word. It was required, Yeah. Well, this F word is feature. So whenever I hear feature, there's a few things. So first off, people don't give a shit about your features. They care about the advantages and benefits said features provide. Right. So we're all a little bit selfish. So when you're trying to sell it and explain it, another thing is, is don't assume that any user will understand the advantages and benefits of a feature. Yeah. So don't make them have to figure it out. The -hmm. benefit of using this is this will save you time. It'll save you money. It will create efficiency. It, 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 we deal in peace of mind, which by the way, is actually way more valuable than gold, platinum, Bitcoin, all of it. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Like, yeah. Lately. It's an amazing currency that has a very weird conversion rate and and out of everything else. Like it's almost infinite. Yeah. So, but, the, but a feature, the advantage or benefit of it might be, Hey, this is going to work 24 hours a day for you as opposed mm-hmm. to from nine to five. And the benefit of that might be that you could take bookings or you could collect data or you could just service, you could do something. So rather than just the feature of being, hey, the internet's open all day. Right. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So where do you, where, where we talk about finding the right people to interview. Um, so one of the ways that I know you is like, there's actually a pretty robust uh, startup KC Facebook group. I see yep. people asking for help and feedback in that all the time. I mean, why not Daily. ask your peers? Yeah, that's a good place to start. I call them fishing holes. Anywhere your customer is at, where they hang out, maybe it's a subreddit, maybe it's a forum, a social media group, a meetup, anything like that, that's where you need to go pluck them from. Start a conversation. Um, we'll get into it later, but you can pay them for their time. I think that's a respectable thing yeah. to do. Don't look for people trying to make money because then they don't really care about your feedback, but... So I'll give you 25 bucks if you give me feedback on my app. Yeah, I, I do anywhere from 50 to 100 for an hour interview. So, in, but with that, you need to have some structure mm-hmm. behind it. It's uh, okay. 
So a, a clear example of this, and this isn't necessarily related to building an app, but my first book that came out, I asked like a hundred of my friends and mm-hmm. just people if they would mention something about it. And 90 of them came back and were like, well, what do you want me to say? That's a, that's a good I, point. So then the, when Million Dollar Bedroom came out, I, instead of asking, I gave everyone, I was like, literally I asked the same people, the same thing. And I said, here's three things you might say. Here's the link to go to. Here's an image if you want to post that. And guess what? 90 people posted about it. We talked about friction before. Rather than the other way around. But Make that's it easy. the thing. So you got you to gotta have some format around that. And there are, I mean, even if, if you just have a Gmail account, you can create yeah. And there's a ton of stuff out there that you can, but you want to benchmark it against other people's comments, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, so I asked 10 people and 10 people, eight of them said, yes, this was useful. Mm-hmm. Two didn't. And then you might, the next one might be, well, one person said this was okay. And nine people didn't. And what's the why behind that? And see if you like it, random opinions will come up with random solutions. Yeah. And I think that you're at the point when you're validating and testing a prototype, you're trying to funnel it down. You got to be ruthless. Yeah. I mean, that's how many people are. It's hard. It's hard. It's going to take some practice. Your first few aren't going to be good, but I mean, just keep working at it. I'll crush your dreams if you let me. Yeah. I mean that with all love because I'm not kidding. Like I will literally talk. I have had multiple people that were friends and family and said, look, if you want my opinion, I'm going to give you the real opinion. And as I mentioned earlier, it might not be what you want to hear, but sometimes that is the most valuable opinion you can get before you start dumping buckets of money down a well. Let me give you a quick story on that. Please. Cause it's actually good. Please. Best client I ever got worked with another company we'll leave everything like law and order. We'll change the names to protect the innocent or guilty in this case. <laughs> He worked with them for more than one year, I think two, maybe three. And he was in the hole with, um, an, we'll call it an okay product that was not scalable, not maintainable, all kinds of problems in the code, paid multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wouldn't it have been nicer if somebody told him in the first two months that, hey, this isn't working? Do you want to waste two years? Do you want to waste $100,000? Or do you want someone to go, this kind of sucks? I talked to, I mean, what's your plan down the road? Yeah. I mean, and some of that is, you know, what's next. I, I think one of the most heartbreaking conversations that I can have on any given day is talking to people that waited too long to figure out what's next. Oh, it's and they brutal. run out of money, yep. run out of money. They lose traction. It's just like, you know, I, I mean, dude, I have this conversation like a lot more than I wish. It's going to take you five to six months to find investors for the most part. If you're lucky. If you get them. Yeah. yeah. And then in some cases, like the rule of thumbs, like hope for six to nine months. Like yeah. if it's March and you need money this year, you need to be raising it. Now you're actually behind. There are, there are people in funded startups. All they do is raise money. It's a full-time job. Yeah. It's also like very difficult. And also the reason that episode two of Startup Hustle, which is terrible, by the way, we got <laughs> way better 800 episodes later, but it's titled Getting Funded Sucks. And it does, but these are back to that like rudderless, the rudderless feel of not knowing what comes next. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. So it's more about, it's not just testing the prototype. As we mentioned in episode one, how are you going to market it? How are you going to drive people into it? How are you going to just do all of it? And and, you know, there's, it's shocking how many people think they're just going to build an app. 
and like it's just an app i'm like you need a web you like you need a server for that and like other things monthly fees what's like, your marketing budget did you even account I mean, it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks a month just to keep shit online how are you going to get a user yeah if you get one at all mm -hmm. I mean, how are you going to get a user? it's a good question people don't really think promotion, about it promotion yeah like and then say so and we're not going to go far down the rabbit hole but then that okay so what do you know about advertising on social what do you know about advertising in an app store? Do you have actually have a business set up? Like, uh, like, are you just building an app? Because if you don't have a business set up and you're trying to advertise a business, a lot of places want to know who you're doing business with yeah. and you're just like a person, mm -hmm. which, you know, no, no downgrade to people there, but there's a difference between being a person and being an actual business entity. And like, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to, come up with there's there's a lot to consider much like what you have to deal with when finding developers to build your app or your app idea or any of it and finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult especially when you visit fullscale.io where you can build a software team quickly and affordably use the fullscale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers testers and leaders are ready to join your team visit fullscale.io to learn more so, you know, we've talked about, we're not even talking about who's building this shit yet. No. We're talking about just getting you ready for it. I'm getting Dude, you ready. So, so much you... stuff I got to do though. You oh, tell yeah. me this is going to be hard. No, uh, do it a couple of times. It'll get so much easier. <laughs> or do it really well once and get it right. We say do it a couple of times. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm like 20 or 30 in on this with clients by now. So it's, you, you get it by like time five pretty well. I mean, that's all right. So let's talk about some of the questions we're going to ask when we're, when we're testing here, like, you know, like what are, what are a few rules of thumb? We found, we found a good test group. We found a good test group. We feel that they're biased. They're not afraid to tell us the truth. They have some industry experience perhaps, and possibly could be in the target group of our app users. Mm -hmm. So what do we ask them afterward? What are we going to like during, during use, the interview? Did you use the app? No, I actually, um, this is going to be pretty interesting. So I actually advocate that you sit down with them in person. You can do it remote if you want. Things are changing a little bit with that. But in person, it's going to be a lot more accountable. And you actually sit down with them for an hour and you follow a little bit of a script where you give a nice little intro. You talk a little bit about them. What are they interested in? What motivates them? So the idea is you're spending about half the time on them as a customer segment and half the time on them trying to use the prototype. That's going to give you a nice, well-rounded view of what does my market look like? And then how do they interact with this thing? So an hour roughly of that in person, and then you shake their hand, say goodbye, be courteous, give them the money. On the side of that, I think that another thing, and we didn't, you know, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this is um, while you're planning and validating this, uh, what else in the app store does something similar? Mm, what do you mean? Well, if you're going to build a to-do list app, yeah, there's like 40 of those. Yeah. I don't even, uh, I don't even get into this really when, when it comes to like the ebook type of stuff, but you, if you're really going to get into this and spend some time on it, do a little bit of competition research, look at what people are doing. Don't copy them, but is it saturated? Are people, are there 500 apps that are just doing nothing? Can you beat them? Might be worth it. And, and one thing, 
that Matt Watson and I have, if you really want to get into the weeds, check out our 52 part series about how to start a tech company. And we it's get probably into so start. much of this, man, I can't tell you how many people are like, I don't have any competition. It takes me five minutes to figure out not only do they have competition, but a lot of it. People don't understand competition. It's a time thing. Yeah. So if your business plan involves taking users away from something else, mm-hmm. you need to be three times better or three times cheaper. God, I would say 10 times. Yeah. Th- those are just like kind of the stats that yeah. like, that's where you begin to have a chance because once people get used to using your shit there, if you, if that, if whatever they have is meeting their needs, unless it's significantly cheaper or significantly better, they just don't really feel like changing horses. Yeah, it needs to be so obviously better that I don't care about switching. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's a key. That's a key. Oh, another thing too is, uh, I don't want to hear this from you. If we, and this is in your plan, six months in, you've got 20% of market share. No, you don't. Six months in, you're going to be happy if you have a working app. Oh, if somebody pitches that to you, don't, yeah, don't even. So going back to some of the questions though. So when we talk about like, you know, the set of questions that you need to ask, um, I mean, let's get a little, let's go a little deeper down that just a little bit. So, I mean, some of the things is like, well, here we go with onboarding again. Did you get signed up and in easily? Did you find that? Would that be something that did, did signing up or downloading the app, so do you want to know my rule one of software development? The sure. question you asked, is this annoying? It's not bad. If one. the answer is anything other than a hard no, you still have work to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the key. Mm-hmm. So what, what did you find that was annoying? That's a good question to ask. And I like the way you asked it too, because yeah. it was open-ended. Yeah. You didn't, is, is this annoying? Uh, well, I guess ask me that question. So uh, you can phrase it in a bunch of different ways. I don't think you need to just be, is this annoying? Um, did you find any, did you find any parts of signing up or using the app to be annoying, repetitive or frustrating? This is a good question. It's going to, my, my opinion is that's going to be a little too leading towards the negative. So it's hard. Um, it's going to be harder for someone to overcome that and give you positive feedback as well. Sure. But you absolutely need to ask that type of question. What would prevent you from signing up for this app? It's a good one. Uh, what did you think about the the, the sign up process? What did sure. you think about creating an account? What um, would you not? Would you? But um, your friend recommended you this app. What do you think about it? You talk about like little user experience things too. As if you're not going to use like a Google sign in or something that's fast and easy. Yeah. Have you? Do you have the ability to let someone recover a password? Mm. I mean, these are things that like escape the the planning process in a lot of a lot of regards. Now, um, you know, if you all of this is look, the faster and easier you let someone get to what they want, the more they're going to do it. Yep. Steps, all that. So you talk about like what was annoying, what was repetitive. Um, now, remember, like just building something that's utilitarian doesn't always win. It's got to. You got to, I mean, if you want, don't, do not underestimate the difficulty of getting someone to give you $5. Yeah. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why you need to be validating this thing early. If you, if you just think you can give someone an app and they're going to love it, you're dead wrong. And until you get them to actually trade a little bit of money or time for it, it's not a yes. And I'm telling you, man, it is 
shockingly difficult to get. So we have, you have B2B or B2C and a, a lot of apps, uh, like probably overwhelmingly apps are business to consumer. Yeah. Meaning like you're wanting individual people with individual phones and all of that. And they are bombarded 24 seven. And people are inherently cheap. Mm -hmm. They will spend it. Now that's why investors love B2B products because they are bigger spends and it's easier for someone else to spend the business's money than it is their own. Yeah, it's not hard. I'm telling you, it is really hard to get someone to give you five freaking dollars, man. I use Headspace for meditation all the time and it took me like two years to give them 50 bucks. Duolingo is a really good example, which is mm, now yeah. a billion dollar company that has two one of 50 of their users is on the paid account. That's what it's like. Yeah. You don't want to know the conversion rates and please don't create a social media app because you don't know yeah. what you're getting into. Well, and that's another thing is so you talk, we talked about promoting and validating like how many clicks is it going to take you on an ad to get one person to sign up? And if those clicks are 50 cents or a dollar a piece, like they go up over time. And well, and they, they go up over time because you show the same people, the same ad, while some of them click, a lot of them are just so breezing by it. What are you going to do to get someone's attention? What's your big value prop here? Like, and that's, these are things that you can find out during these interviews. Like what, here's a great, what did you find to be most valuable? It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talked about how I recommend splitting up the interview, that first half is not about your prototype. That first half is about them what motivates them, what scares them, what they are looking for. And you're going to find out things like what kind of podcast do you listen to? What kind of books do you read? Learn about who they are. And then in the second half, get them to solve a couple problems with the app. See if they can do it. See if your app makes sense. I think uh, when it comes to validation and testing, uh, a mistake a lot of people make, and I've been guilty of this in the past, you go, wow, man, anyone could use this app. Because you're going to find yourself getting ready to roll it out and you're like, oh, anyone could use this app. Meaning you have no specificity in targeting. You can't market. It's just a challenge. You can't you do anything. Just, you are just throwing the ads out there to random eyeballs. Which no doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Nobody thinks like that. Well. I know. I mean, like in terms of like the consumer, yeah. they're not going to look at a generic ad and go, oh, that speaks to me. Yeah. And you're going to run through a shitload of impressions. That's the whole thing. Hope you got a lot of money. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a, a key thing. Now, speaking about a lot of money, man, I want to help you save some money. So if you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, let full scale help. That's my company, people. And we're here to give you some good, honest advice and help. We have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit fullscale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions, then let our platform match you up with our fully vetted highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. At Full Scale, we specialize in building long-term teams that only work for you. Learn more at fullscale.io. There's a link to, to Full Scale in the show notes, as well as a link to Gorilla Bot Labs, today's guest uh, and author, Founder of founder of Girl About Labs, and author of a couple different eBooks, one of which you can find a link to in the show notes. John, thanks for creating that. You know, our whole goal with this kind of stuff is look. It just makes me happy when I can help people avoid pitfalls and mistakes. Yeah, it's um, it's a big one for me too because when I when you work in the early stage space with founders, oftentimes these are people's like life savings, or it's yeah. a college fund or something. Yeah. 
So uh, I take it very seriously when somebody works with me and they're, they're looking to spend a lot of money. And we're talking about testing and I think that we need to get into actual environments. So like if you have a, you know, there are test platforms, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, is it test flight? iOS one, I can't remember. To test your app, like beta, yeah, beta yeah. tested? Yeah. Yeah. So it's test flight. It's like literally now that's, you got to go through a process to get someone to install it and be able to use it. Like you got to like, there's like permissions yeah, yeah. there, but you can test it on an on a real phone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think test things on the device is a thing. Yeah. It, once you're ready to, um, if you're doing a prototype, you can use it with any type of prototyping software. They will usually handle that. Just stick it on your phone. They have an app, just pop it up for the interview. It works great. If you have an app, there are beta tests and you should absolutely do an internal test. Never work with someone who's not going to beta test it for you or give you uh, a weekly look into what the thing looks like. Just That's a red flag. We talked about those before. I think if you have the resources and you have a software team or someone working on it, like get people that are actual testers. Because a rookie move that I hear people make is they're like, well, shouldn't the developers be testing it? Yeah, sure. But do you want your developers developing software or testing it? It's a hard balance. Yeah. And it's close. And sometimes you can just get too close to things to not, uh, have you seen the video of the, it's the software engineer going through testing and it's like, she's watching, it's like shapes Mm -hmm. and there's like the one that's like the half moon or Mm. the circle, which also fits the rectangle. Oh, it's good. Everything fits in and it's like, oh, wow. So, I mean, the, the testing, having people that know what they're looking for with testing. Now we're not even talking about validation. We're just talking about actual testing to make sure something works. Um, And there's no one users will take, I mean, you can't predict what they're going to click the path that they're going to go through. Like, I mean, you get some real people using your app and you will realize often how much work you still have left. Yeah. And that's unfortunately a very hard lesson that people sometimes have to learn is that that money you just spent is not what you thought it was. And it's not, and you don't, and you don't get it back. Yep. I mean, that's a, a big thing too. So now uh, what, what do you do when you feel stuck? There's a couple. So let's say you go through all this, you create the prototype, you find five great people, you interview them. Everything looks good, but you're not really sure. Was it all good? Was it all bad? Somewhere in the middle? You kind of have a couple, um, we'll call them lights in the tunnel that lead you somewhere. One of them is going to be that if you're not getting overwhelming positive feedback, the prototype is probably not good enough. You need to iterate on the prototype, take the feedback, reflect, make it better, and then find five new people to interview. I don't recommend interviewing the same people again because they're going to be pretty biased. You won't learn quite as much typically, although you can. Um, If you think the prototype is solid and be careful with that assumption, it's probably not true, but it could be, then you need to try different people. Maybe change your target demographic a little bit rather than interviewing 40 stay-at-home moms for some grocery shopping app or something. Try maybe a younger crowd, maybe an older crowd, different interests, things like that. You never know who's going to be your user. I mean, you think you do when you start, you got a pretty good idea. Like there's, I, it, there are very few things that are so hyper specific mm-hmm. that like you can really be like, this is it. And I think that you early in the state in the, during this process, you have to be open 
to who could be your user because they're going to surprise you sometimes. Yeah. And be open to pivoting. Like most businesses, I've probably all businesses don't get it right the first time. No, I don't think many do at all. I mean, I think if you, it's easy to look at, uh, so I run, I run, and we were talking about this before we recorded about podcasting. And I said, yep. some people will be like, wow, 3 million downloads that happened fast. No, it didn't. We've been doing this shit for four and a half years, man. It happened fast because you saw the ad the like other day. Close to the 900th episode, dude. This did not yeah. happen fast. And man, that Amazon came out of nowhere. Yeah, an overnight sensation 15 years in the making. Mm-hmm. And that's, but that feels that way on, on the other side of, of the viewpoint. Now, yeah, one thing that you got to keep in mind now, let's just, you know, as we kind of wrap up two part here. And once again, if you didn't listen to the first part, go back and do that. It's right below this episode in the feed. Also go to gorillabotlabs.com, Learn more about John. If you have been listening and you want to see the more detailed content that came with his ebook that covers parts one and two link for that in the show notes. There you go. There's a freaking playbook. You don't have to reinvent this stuff. I give you everything in that ebook. If you get stuck, it means you're ready to pay someone to get you out of it. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think that, I mean, when I look back at like validating testing or whatever, like sometimes spending five grand is going to save you 50. Yeah. Dude, I'm not kidding. Like just using like the app, like the app framework. Mm-hmm. I talk to people and I can never even consider that. I'm like, well, there you go. You just save five to 10 grand right there. That's a good point of just talk to people. Yeah. You'll and learn something, save you five grand. Talk to other people that have built it. Talk to multiple service providers. Listen to podcasts. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's unbelievable how accessible all the plays are. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the plays for the playbook, playbook, they're not secret. They're everywhere. Like literally everywhere. I dropped out of five colleges, Sean. Like, Dude, why not six? Give it time. Okay. Give it time. Do I like that? Into life goal? Give it time. Actually, I'm hoping to get an honorary degree from the University of Cebu soon. Ooh. It's looking like it may happen. Dude, that's awesome. What in? Anything. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to call my dad and tell him I graduated from college. I did it, dad. Yeah. Um, And then I also want to call my sister who went to Notre Dame, Georgetown Mm. and medical school because it was just cheaper to wait until I was almost 50 and then get a degree honorary kind of way. Uh, now, you know, I think it's, it's fair to say that if you go on, it, people have asked me a lot. They're like, so you, so you didn't, you didn't get an MBA. You didn't, uh, I went to a top 10 business school. That was the last one I dropped out of. So I might not give nice. myself enough credit, but on some days if you're like, well, how'd you learn how to do this? I figured it out, man. It's on fucking Google. Yeah, It's on Google, Google it. Like, what do you want to figure out how to do? Google it or YouTube it? Because I learned I'd never built anything out of wood and I built a really amazing deck. Dude, nice. With YouTube videos. And yeah, there's a couple of times where I had to take everything apart and then do it again. Yeah. But it's out there. And the excuse that you haven't done it, you don't have the expertise, blah, 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 blah. That's bullshit. You're not looking hard enough. You're not Googling it. And then a real easy way to do it is just go out and talk to people. And you know, I think that the key, so very early, I mean, that's 20, over 20 years ago, I decided I wanted to do stuff and things in business. And I started finding people that would give me their playbook. And I just went and ask. Yeah. Some said yes, some said no. Some people say no, but I like if you're, no. if you're stuck, the yeah. first thing to do is move forward. 
Like you'll be surprised at how clear things become when you actually, the, the problem I think people get into when they're stuck is they get paralyzed in a spiral and then they get stuck in this, I, this, what I call the black hole, the void of ideas where everything goes to die. Well, it's cause you didn't do anything with it. Yeah. And then here's the reality. I just, I'm just such a straight shooter at this point. You know, if every idea was a billion dollar idea, it wouldn't be that hard to have a freaking billion dollar idea. Yeah, there's there's a red flag for me from a customer standpoint. Anyone who says their idea is unique or is really valuable or worth a lot of money or the market share is huge, I go, you're in it probably for the wrong reasons and you're a little delusional. Yeah, well, it's if it was easy to become a billionaire, there'd be more than 2,000 of them. Yeah, I, for me, it's like... I wonder how many there are now that the stock market took a shit. Oh, I don't know. Less than 2,000. So most, many of them are tech-driven. Well, one of the most <laughs> Sorry, interesting guys. things I learned working at yes. C2FO was Sandy would really preach this idea of like, don't look at the unicorns yeah. out there. They're not what you think. Focus no, focus on yourself. And that's, take it away, that's just good life advice. Yeah. I get a lot of good life advice from Sandy. I've been privileged in that regard. So... Yeah. Uh, but that's the key. It's like, you've got to, you have people that'll answer your call, make the call. Yeah. Make the call. I if mean, you don't know really, them yet, it's just really that call. simple. So, all right. So here we are. Uh, we've just had a discussion about uh, testing a prototype. We talked about validating your app idea. Now uh, here we are at the end of, of two, uh, two episodes that were very much created around the content in your ebook, which ha- we have a link for in the show notes. Like, where do we want to leave people? Um, I would say leave people with, if you want to learn more and actually start taking action, check out that link in the notes. It's gorillabotlabs.com slash validate. You'll learn everything you need and just start taking action on it. Like when you get stuck after you've taken action, talk to someone like me, talk to someone like Matt, but do something first. Uh, well, just do it. Nike says it best. I don't know. If, can, can we say that on the air? Yeah, sure. As long as, yeah, All right, I just mean, do it's it. Just, I mean, it really, I think that that's, um, you know, a, a big thing. Just do it. Like you got to take the first step. And <laughs> so as a, just thinking about that, and this isn't about building software, but having written three books, I've got so many people that are like, oh dude, I'm writing a book. Cool, man. How's that going? Oh, well, I've been working on it for eight years. Well, I got an outline. Um, so it feels what good. What do I need to do? I'm like, are people like, well, I haven't started yet. What do I need to do? You need to go home and write something. It's like the, everyone knows the answer, but it's go write something. Yeah. Go do it. Quit talking about it. Fucking do it. And if you don't believe enough in yourself to do it, then no one else is going to believe in you to do it either. It really all starts there. You know, in my, a lot of people ask me, they're like, dude, what do you do in your spare time? Business. I, I study, I study the greats. I've been spent the last six months doing a really deep dive into what makes people do genius stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's two things that, that overwhelmingly guarantee you will not do genius stuff. One is self doubt. Mm-hmm. And the other is being surrounded by negative people that don't think it can be done. Best thing I ever did yeah. was Get rid of the cut, cut down my negative own. people. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a challenge because a Boundary. lot of times they're, I wrote about this in my book, Balance Me. A lot of times, those are your friends and family, unfortunately. And that's hard, tough decisions. But that, but those are the tethers that keep you down. If you don't believe that that you're going to get it done or do it, then I wouldn't even start. Yeah, I mean, that's I think one of the things that I don't know if I, I don't call myself successful. 
people are like, oh, you've been successful. I'm like, man, I'm just getting, I'm still trying to figure it out. That's kind of life though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if, it's you healthy. Ever, if you ever lose that, if you ever lose that quest, you're done. Oh, you get bored. Don't get yeah. to the top of the mountain. Uh, you know, but I talk about coming back full circle. I shared that, that Times Square story and snap. Yeah. That dude, Kirk McDonald said something to me that night that he said, Hey Matt, I'll give you, I'll give you some advice here. He goes, um, don't you're, I feel like you're trying to do to climb the mountain by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to just ask those on top to pull. you. Oh yeah. That's and good. I've had pe- a bunch of listeners and people quote me on that. That's not my quote. That's not my quote, but some of the best advice I've ever got. So ever since then, I spent a lot of time looking up and, and yelling, can I get a hand? Yeah, it's good. And those are the people you want to listen to because they're not throwing stones down at you. They're not doing a lot no. of stuff. And a lot of times you only need one person to give you a hand in that regard. So mm-hmm. maybe that's where we should end this episode. Thanks for joining me, John. Yeah, thank you, man. This is great. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.